for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back into the 11 o'clock hour. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX 106.3 FM. Uh, Chris Connolly from the Event Center coming up in about 25 minutes. We will get the latest from him. And as we mentioned uh, throughout the first hour of the program, we're going to head down to uh, Principal Park. Sam Burnamy uh, joins the program. Of course, General Manager, been there for, what, over 30 years now, Sam? How long has it been? 37, Ken. You and I are getting awful old, aren't we? We've been doing this together a long time. Yeah, man. I remember about this time of year... Back in the '90s, we would all convene up in the uh, up in the press level of uh, of the ballpark, and Nahas and Dave Raymond, now the voice of the Texas Rangers, Rungo, pizzas, beer, and we'd be drafting our fantasy teams. Boy, I wish we could do that. Yeah, we were. I think that we were the some of the first to come out of the fantasy. KXNO. All right, welcome back in. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, Sam, speaking of not being able to keep up with things, uh, I guess that you guys over there just uh, torn and so, pulled in so many directions as to, you know, what's going on with the Major League Baseball announcement that they're going to, you know, push the season back and who knows how long that's going to last. Obviously, the trickle down. What's the latest you can tell us as far as when we may have baseball in downtown Des Moines? Well, I, we're at the mercy of uh, everybody else. I mean, I was telling my staff yesterday, you know, these, this decision-making process for us is really easy because we're being dictated to by Major League Baseball, uh, the federal government, the state government, the local governments. Everybody is, you know, deciding what the proper things to do or not do relative to this this healthcare and economic crisis is going, and and and, and we just kind of have to wait it out to see what everybody's move is going to be in order for us to begin to, to look at something other than tentative. It, it, you know, when, when major league baseball comes out with they tentatively, they're, they're pushing the opening day back two weeks. Well, I, that 
that doesn't do me any good. I, I, I can't do anything. I can't set any schedule until the term tentatively comes out of that statement. And, and they may get to the 1st of April and look at it again and say, you know, we're not far enough down the road yet to be able to set a, a date. You know, we're we're going to go another two weeks. And, you know, then that pushes me back further. So we're, we're really at the mercy of, of what Major League Baseball is doing to get their players ready to be able to move uh, in and around the Pacific Coast League. Um, I, I suspect it'll be at least the end of April before we see anything, uh, any kind of date that would work uh, or begin to think about being a date that would work for us. Sam, you guys were out in front of things with your open house coming up in early April. You guys had uh, canceled that early on compared to kind of the rest of the sports world. What led to that decision? And early on, you guys said, you know what, we're going to put this on the table for 2020. Well, the, the open house is a great marketing tool for us. It's a great opportunity for us to get the building to wake up a little bit, put a heartbeat in it, and and, uh, and treat our fans to some opportunities that they don't ordinarily get to do in the locker rooms, and the hitting cages, and on the field, and up in the press box. So it, it's, it purely is a marketing thing for us. And, and as we got to look at it, uh, my my partner Mike Gartner and I were visiting, and he said, "You know, let's let, let, everybody's beginning to. Uh, this is the beginnings of of something that may escalate, you know. And it's planning from our standpoint. It's not something we really need to do. Uh, we like doing it. We want to do it for the fans. But it was just uh, one of those situations where we looked at it and said, let's let's put the brakes on this one for the time being and and work toward opening day and and see what happens. Well, and inevitably, as as we all know where we're at now, it was." Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think it was foresight, but it was certainly a, uh, something that, if it had been more essential to our operation or more essential to the players and, and playing the games, uh, we probably wouldn't have done it as quickly as we did. But on the same hand, uh, with with lots of people coming into the stadium, we don't know how the virus is being carried. We didn't want a whole bunch of people in the locker room with the players literally coming in the next day to get set up for you know the beginning of the season. Uh, we just didn't. We didn't want to have to take that chance of putting anybody in harm's way. Sam Burnaby joining us from the Iowa Cubs. Sam, I've seen some some speculation, and that's where everybody's at right now, or a lot of people are at, trying to you know wrap their arms around what may happen in regards to season to seasons. I believe is is Kevin AC is I think how you say his name from one of the San Diego or the San Diego paper covers the Padres. He has heard that the World Series may be pushed back as far as Thanksgiving. Believe it or not, if indeed the season and get can't get started underway. What about AAA baseball? That you know, historically, with uh, ends on Labor Day weekend or right around there, and then there's playoffs after that. We, you know, September call ups. Dot dot dot. What have you guys heard as far as the potential of pushing AAA, the AAA minor league baseball, into October? And then we know, you know, some of the problems that that poses with. You know, getting getting people down to the ballpark. It's a summer thing to do. High schools are back in session. School is back in session. Football, high school football, we assume is going to be played. But have you heard anything regarding pushing minor league baseball season back if indeed the the majors get pushed back as far as some people are saying? No, i, I got to be honest, Kenny. I, all the calls I've been on in the last uh, five days talking about this, that hasn't been... Uh, any consideration at all. In fact, uh, my suspicion is, and, and my what I would even recommend we do is, uh, whenever we get started with baseball at the minor league level, it'll just be an elimination of the, of that part of the calendar. Mm. And and, and uh, you know, if we lose ten home dates, then 
you know, then we'll play a 130-game schedule as opposed to a 140-game schedule. And we're not going to try to stuff something in that is unrealistic relative to player travel, extra travel, taking off days. You know, this is about player development. This isn't about winning a World Series in, in Des Moines, Iowa. And so we have to do what's what's going to be best for the players and what's best for development. And frankly, what the Chicago Cubs would like us to do in order to make their players better. And that's not going to be playing well into September. Right. That's not going to be, um, you know, fighting with Friday night football and Saturday afternoon football and Sunday afternoon football and and schools being back in sessions. You know, the, I always say uh, my biggest competition, you know, in any type of business, competitive business opportunity is is school. You know, whenever school's in session, it always um, is a is a tough situation for us to draw people until we get out of the end of April, the middle of May. Then our business, you know, goes from being basically dormant to overwhelming, and and we would run into that dormant situation again, getting into mm-hmm. into September with any length. That's not to say we might not extend the, you know, it, it, a few days. Maybe you know we're always done on Labor Day. Maybe we extend it to the end of that week for the opportunity to get you know guys more development. Um, well, I will say the one of the kickers that that will come into play this year on how players move around is the fact that the rosters at the big league level right. have gone from 25 to 26 as well as the call-ups after september 1st will be minimized from 40 uh, up to 40 to down to 20 you know two extra or 26 27 i think is what the extra would be so that'll play into effect as well because they may want to have more uh major league baseball may want to have more opportunity to keep players active at least at this level in order for them to get through uh, you know, if they need to move players in and out of uh, at the big league level without having that big roster and that big bench of players that you always see uh, after after the first of September. So many questions uh, still uh, still to be answered. Sam, I read uh, Tommy Birch's piece at the Register. Uh, he uh, you and he spent some time together yesterday, and you know your quote about you guys get seventy days to make uh, you know to make your budget uh, essentially. Um, you get seventy home games, and if if you don't have them, so what adjustments business wise? I'm not asking you to share your business plan, but obviously that's got to uh, be a major consideration at this point. Well, you're right, and it's uh, it, it's not about uh, uh, revenue. It's about uh, saving on overhead right now, and and you know I've I've had to adjust just my my part time staff. I've had to adjust my intern staff. I've had to adjust uh, uh, the way the way we spend money right now to get ready for the season to open. And, and until we know for sure what that date is going to be and when I can ramp back up, you know we're we're going to probably sit here dormant and just wait. I, we're, we're you know, we, you can buy tickets online. If you want to come to the stadium and buy a ticket, you can. Uh, the you know the merchandise store is still open, but a lot of that is done online. Uh, we're answering the phones, and we're our, our and our salespeople are talking to their clients and customers to you know answer any questions that they may have. But other than that, there's just not much we can do until we know what what that opportunity to to begin playing here is going to be. And and so we we have to save the overhead as best we can because we have no income coming in at, uh, during this time frame. So it's just a matter of kind of holding your cards and not spending where you don't need to and, and hope that it changes soon. Things are incredibly fluid at this point. I know you have a call later today. You're going to know certainly more information after that, Sam. But as you look at this big picture and you go through changes that are certainly going to maybe develop going forward about this, this is unprecedented territory. It's scary, I think, for anybody in in any walk of life that you're talking about here. But for the Iowa Cubs, just 
the backbone that you guys have, the importance of the community, it has to be a good position to be being the Iowa Cubs in this market. Well, we've enjoyed uh, uh, we've enjoyed great support from a from a great fan base and a great uh, corporate base and a great city for you know over fifty years. I mean, it's uh, uh, longevity is is probably our, our greatest attribute, I guess, uh, when it comes to being part of the fabric of the community and being able to provide what we we can at as reasonable uh, cost as we can do it as uh, you know that's always the goal is is uh, making sure that we are, we're part of any way we can to, to do the things that need to be done within the community. And um, hopefully uh, uh, this won't last too long and we'll be able to help uh, in that recovery and we'll be able to get to a point where we can take uh, people's minds off of uh, mm. the day and come enjoy an evening at the ballpark or an afternoon at the ballpark and, and try to readjust and have a little uh, uh, social sanity uh, come back into play here uh, before too awful long. Normalcy. I think we're all looking forward to that day. Sam, great stuff. Thank you for joining us. Uh, please reach out to us if there's anything we can do. If you've got something that you, you need to share uh, with the local community, uh, be happy to do it here. Or any of the local shows, I can't speak for them, but I think in this case, it's clearly... We'll have plenty of open space uh, uh, here in the shows in the coming weeks, <laughs> yeah. Sam. I, I mentioned to Kitty, I said, what, is, what are you going to talk about for the next couple of weeks? It's, uh, I don't know you could do replay replay conversation very well, but that may be all we have for a while. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but we appreciate all your your guys' help, and and uh, we'll certainly keep you posted as to how things transpire for us. Good to talk to you, Sam. Thank you. All right, guys. Get take care, Sam Burnaby, President and General Manager of the Iowa Cubs. We had so much fun back in the nineties. Oh, I drafting. can only imagine. Oh, Todd Kirk, who's now doing that podcast with Chris. Yeah. Um, Jim Nahas, Rick Rangitis, Dave Raymond, the voice of the Texas Rangers. Oh, what's the other kid's name? He's he's now I think does Arkansas the SEC. Oh, really? Uh, Brett Ridge, not Brett Ridge. Brett, um, I can't think of it. I'm having a senior moment. Anyways, a great group of people. So you used to play fantasy baseball. That we were honest to God, Trent. One of the I like in the early nineties. Yeah, I played. My first season was 1989. Mm -hmm. I was in fourth grade. It was my elementary school principal, my elementary school PE teacher, yeah. and then a bunch of us kids that just love sports, including some of my closest friends still to this day. Uh, we've been playing now over 30 years. This year, we were actually just a week ago. <laughs> when are we going to do the draft this year? Right, when, when's yeah. everybody going to be able to get together? You got kids, you got families. A little bit more difficult than back in the day. And uh, that has been postponed, as you can imagine, as we wait the fate of Major League Baseball. Indeed. Uh, well, we'll stay on this theme. We're going to talk to Chris Conley from the Iowa Event Center. He's going to join the program next. Miller and Condon take you until noon uh, as we uh, continue on. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Station 1460 KXNO take you right up until noon. Sadly, there'll be no Claxons barbecue giveaway today or for the foreseeable future on Fridays. Well, we could find some what stuff. What can we do? Didn't you say that there's Australian football going on? I, that's what I was told. All so, right. Well, some soccer. Work something up. Uh, maybe we should uh, horse racing. There's something now. Uh, let's uh, put that on. There is no more uh, mothballs. Maybe till next week we can uh, bring that around again. But right now we head down to the uh, Iowa Event Center. The uh, general manager is Chris Connolly, and he joins us. Chris Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. 
Chris, can you imagine if this was a year ago? I mean, mm. we were about to embark on the uh, on the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. Can you imagine, Chris? I, I couldn't, guys. Um, good morning. Thanks for having me on. It's I- I'll be honest with you. It's been the craziest couple days I think I've ever seen in the industry. You know, over 20 years doing this. You just never seen anything like it or prepare for it. So it's been it's been wild. Um, as far as the NCAA tournament goes, I could not imagine that. The you know you work in this business and you have some great events, you have teams, you have different things. But I think almost everybody would agree the NCAA tournament is probably the top. Yes. You know it really is, especially for what we could get in Des Moines. And yep. you know I feel for those guys in Omaha. The excitement you plan. I mean the planning is over a year in advance mm-hmm. uh, for that event. And then to find this out, you know, just a little bit before the tournament starts, it's got to be devastating. I feel bad for them. Uh, luckily, at least for Omaha, who's close to us, they've they've hosted a bunch of times, so that's good. But now I, I feel really bad for them, guys. You know, Chris, let me ask you because I'm not sure if we've been, you know, where we're at as far as getting back mm-hmm. on the list and when we're going yep. to get the event again. And if there, you know, if there, we'd already been promised one, would that push everything back a year because these folks lost their opportunity this year? Do you know? No, it's a great question, Ken. What I can tell you is this: we we have we have put a bid in for the next bid cycle. So, the NCAA tournaments uh, for the next, I guess it is uh, 20, 20, 21, 22, Obviously, twenty is not going to happen. Twenty one and twenty two are spoken for, and those sites have already been selected. Just this February, just you know, two months ago, we put a bid in for the cycle that covers twenty three, two thousand twenty three through twenty six. Um, there are no guarantees. Uh, we feel very confident in just dealing with the NCA and talking to them that we have a good chance to get one in that four-year cycle. With the way things have been going, we were optimistic that we would get chosen for 2023. Mm. Um, as you just mentioned, you know, with these first and second round sites not getting them this year, you got to imagine the NCA is going to try and get them back in the mix again as quickly as possible. Um, you know, we haven't talked to them. We don't know that officially. And then, you know, there's some other stuff that goes around it that, you know, these sites would have to be available during that time of year, too. I mean, look how busy we are at the Iowa Event Center. We have to plan for when we put a bid in to block the dates out. So time will tell. you got to imagine the NCAA will try and get them back in the fold as quickly as possible. But, Ken, we're optimistic to get it again and hopefully as soon as possible. How about the wrestling side of things? For a number of years, we were going to see it this year at U.S. Bank Stadium. That thing was going to be blown up in a big-time way. Is NCAA Nationals off the table going forward or still a chance? No, it's off the table, Trent. It's just we're at a point, and you guys can see it. You know, I think from what I heard, it's going to be forty-five thousand plus mm-hmm. yeah. this year in Minneapolis. And um, you know, I know that's a stadium, but I, they're just we're just not big enough. Um, and again, that's it's not first and second round. That's a national tournament. We did host, you know, in two thousand thirteen. We barely meet the minimum requirements on capacity, and, and guys, since 2013, the sport has exploded. They'll get, they would have gotten 45,000 in for the championships, mm-hmm. and I, I just, at this point in working with the NCAA, I think we're just too small. Because of that relationship going forward, I know there's only three years of sites that are uh, out there for the wrestling side. Would you anticipate that they're going to go more and more? Next year's supposed to be down in St. Louis at Scott Trade, and then Detroit after that, and the uh, new Red Wings arena, but that we're going to see perhaps more more football stadiums become part of this mix in wrestling? 
You know, Trent, it's hard to say. You know, the NTA didn't totally discount us from being back in the mix. Okay. The one thing that we heard, and if you guys were there or attended the wrestling championships in Des Moines, the atmosphere was incredible. It really was, and that's important to the NTA. I think this year they tried to flex their muscles to a degree and really see what they could do, how many people they could get in for this thing. But I don't think they're going to completely abandon the arena setup and just go to all stadiums. But time will tell. You know, maybe this year would have been a great experience. They know they can sell that many tickets. As you guys know, there's only so many revenue producing sports and wrestling has become one and you know the NCAA would probably wouldn't want to capitalize on that but they have not talked to us about that we're not really in the mix you know on our end here in Des Moines we're really just focused on men's basketball moving forward. Uh, Chris Connolly from the Iowa Event Center well let's localize it Chris and uh, mm-hmm. the tenants in the building at Wells Fargo right now the Barnstormers have suspended their season likewise with the Wild and the Wolves uh, the Wild and the AHL have said uh, probably 30 days is going to be the next that we hear uh, pursuant to moving forward with the season. That's uh, what they're saying about the NHL, so yeah. I imagine that's the trickle down. How difficult, how problematic is it, and what, if anything, can you share with us uh, regarding contingency plans for the Wild, who are in a great position post-season-wise? No question, Ken. And, you know, yesterday was crazy, as all the announcements are going out. So, you know, our three tenants, um, seasons were all suspended. As you go down the three, the Wolves... You know, fortunately for us, we only have three remaining home games. So while it's not official yet, I'm not sure that those games will get made up based on the timing. They don't have a long playoff run in that league anyway, and it's good. You know, we got close to finishing that regular season without any disruption, so not as bad. Wild, completely different story. You know, they're second in their conference, second in the division, have a great record, very, very solid team. Their regular season goes through the middle of April. Um, I think the 30-day window, can is what we've heard as well. We spent some time talking to Todd Fredrickson yesterday, and the NHL and AHL are adamant about trying to get in at least a little bit of the end of the regular season and then playoffs. Will that be an abbreviated form of playoffs? It may be. Um, we're hopeful here in talking to Todd that they really want to try and get it in. Um, you're, you know, you're done for March. You're done probably for most of April, maybe towards the tail end of April, you get going again. And I know at least with us and our schedule and the way things are going to break out, we will have flexibility, um, if we need to move dates around or even start a little later and end later. So we're hopeful. And I think Todd is too. And so is the wild. I mean, it would be a shame if they couldn't continue really their season because they really have, they have a good team this mm-hmm. year, you know? Um, and then the Barnstormers, I think it's pretty simple. You know, their first home game of the year was not going to be until the beginning of April anyway. I know John Pettit's working with the league. It looks like they're going to bump that pull start and end time back. And I think that's okay because then, you know, instead of ending at the end of June, you're probably well into July. And, you know, in our world, in the arena, we have a ton of flexibility then. And if they go that direction, we would easily be able to accommodate them. So I think the the biggest one that's kind of hanging out there right now is hockey. And we'll just kind of have to keep an eye on it. In the here and now, the basketball tournament continues at Mm -hmm. Wells Fargo Arena. With that, Chris, the input that you guys had with the Iowa Events Center, what was happening with the Boys Association, the decision, letting people in yesterday and then limited capacity here for today. You bet, Trent. So basically, you know, I'll walk you through the process. 
you know, I got into work yesterday morning uh, around 7.30 or so. On my way into work, had conversation with Polk County, who owns the facility, um, but just in conversation with Polk County to see if there's any messaging from the state, the governor, um, health services, and there was nothing. There was nothing mm-hmm. different from the previous day. And so at that point, you know, I had the opportunity to meet with the High School Athletic Association, Tom Keating, who's our new executive director, and Tom and I had some conversation. And now, granted, this is 8 o'clock in the morning, yesterday morning, well before the other conference tournaments or anything on the college level was canceled, which we did see later. And based on what we were hearing in the state, no further restrictions being placed, we decided to play the games and have the fans come in. And I still feel strongly about that um, decision, and Tom did as well. You know, as the day progressed, you hear more and more and more cancellations. Mostly just about everything live was canceled. And, you know, we had further discussion later in the afternoon, and with what we went to today to restrict access um, at 100 per school, including the teams and trainers and whatnot, it's really precautionary. I'm not worried at all that something would go wrong today. If we had fans in, I would still feel comfortable. So I think just in working with the High School Athletic Association, what we did today was precautionary, want to keep people safe. Um, are there immediate concerns on my end with these guys playing in the building or having fans in? They're not, and, and I'm, I'm being honest about that. Interesting. Chris Connolly, general manager of the Iowa Event Center, uh, is joining us. Chris, who uh, is it Polk County that will make these decisions? Like, for instance, a concert that you've got scheduled coming up uh, here in the next couple of weeks slash months. Who makes that decision? Is that is that you or do you take your orders from Polk County since they do own the building? As far as concerts go, Ken, and live events and all that stuff coming up in a situation like this, it's it, Polk County's hired us to to, gotcha. to handle it. So basically, you know, it's just like yesterday, Ken, and talking about the boys' tournament. It's like, you know, I call my contact, Mark Wandro, who's the county administrator, Polk County. We have conversation, and I give him my advice. And you know, the county they do own the building. And listen, Ken, when I made that call yesterday, if Mark came back and said, "Hey, the county and the supervisors, we don't feel strongly about this," mm-hmm. then we would have taken that into consideration, had conversation with the athletic association. But based on concerts and live events and stuff like that coming up, we're handling that. Spectra, the venue management company for Polk County, is handling that. And then obviously we'll keep them in the loop. If they have strong opinions one way or another on any of it, they will voice them. But the great thing about Polk County is they let us do our job and they really support what we do. Um, and it's a very comfortable working relationship. So that's that's really how we're set up. Uh, Chris Conley is our guest. Chris, I've heard that some venues that are going to remain open, uh, for instance, when they're when they're, they're they're doing site checks, right? They're they're walking through the building, and if they come to a door that it doesn't really make sense that it's open or it's closed, but it's normally closed. For instance, they're going to open that up so people aren't reaching for that door and grabbing that handle, those type of things. What kind of precautions can you guys take along those lines uh, to maybe ease some people's minds uh, when it comes to their own safety with this health crisis? You bet, Ken. And we put a lot of these measures into effect at the start of this week with boys basketball. But some of the things that we're doing above and beyond the norm at Wells Fargo Arena, we have hand sanitizing stations at all three of our main entrance points. So our south doors, north doors, skywalk entrance, they're there, readily available for employees and patrons coming into the building. In addition, when you come in, any person that's working in food services in our concession stands, whether they're handling food product or cash or anything, they have plastic gloves on. 
That's across the board. That's a mandate. And then the third thing that we've been vigilant about, and we've actually gotten really positive comments about from fans that have attended the event this week, when our ops crew is patrolling through the arena, picking up trash and doing their normal routines, they're wiping railings down, door handles like you just mentioned, um, escalator rails, all of that. And we've been vigilant doing that. Um, number one, it's important. Number two, people can see that and they feel more comfortable. That's why I felt like from the beginning of the week, we've been in a really, really good position. And just waiting for more news. If something more came out in the state that was alarming, that would have caused us to either stop the tournament or restrict, we would have done that. We never did get that, and we felt like we were in a good position. And that's why we moved forward the way we did. Chris, what's the next scheduled event after tonight's championship games at Wells Fargo Arena? That's that's a great question. So, um, you guys know, obviously, you know, we had a, a wild game scheduled for Sunday. Um, hockey and basketball have gone away. Um, we do have a Mercy Me Christian concert scheduled um, towards the end of the month of March. We have not been in touch with those folks yet, but I do anticipate that that will probably get rescheduled, and we'll have to work on that. Um, and then there's some other events like Sesame Street at the end of March that hopefully we'll work on rescheduling. But the bottom line, Trent, we won't have any live events in the arena until the end of April at the earliest, based on what we're seeing. Mm. Are there any big acts that are uh, that are touring? I mean, I don't think that Des Moines would get the Rolling Stones. Um, Wish they would. Um, Elton yep. John, I don't think he's coming. Is, is he coming? He is coming. That's what actually, I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, he's scheduled here in June. That hasn't changed. You know, where things stand... Um, one of our bigger shows was Cher in the month of April, so we were right? fortunate enough to reschedule Cher to September. So she was mm-hmm. scheduled for April 16th, moved her to September 28th. We made that announcement yesterday. That's great. We have Jeff Dunham coming April 1st. We are in the process right now of rescheduling that show for sometime in July. So we're trying to keep our events. Anything that's coming up in the next six weeks or so, it won't be a cancellation. It'll be a postponement, hopefully with a reschedule. And we worked on some of those already. But we do have some bigger acts coming in. You know, we have Journey coming in. We have Elton John coming in. Um, we have Michael Buble coming in May. And for now, we're trying to hold that line and we're holding out hope that by the end of April, things settle down and it's safe and everybody feels comfortable and we won't have to touch those dates. Is there one act out there that's on your bucket list that you want in your building? <laughs> yeah, I'd say, and I've been asked this question before. I would say the, the one that, that, that I would want the most would be you 2 and I think mm. it'd be hard to get here. But yeah. you never know. You never know, guys. Pearl Jam. Need to get them in the state of Iowa. Pearl Jam would be great. Pearl Jam is actually one of those bands that actually just talked about, and they have pushed off their spring tour to do it later, which is understandable. But, uh, yeah, we'd always be in the hunt for Pearl Jam. Chris Conley from the Iowa Event Center. Chris, good stuff. Thank you for coming on and sharing that with our audience. Appreciate it, Chris. Guys, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, good to talk to you. Chris Conley, uh, the general manager of the Iowa Event Center. Good info uh, from Chris Conley. I forgot Elton John's, but Elton John, I think, postponed... He's had a health issue within the last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. Uh, I think maybe he was in Australia. Um, all these acts from the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. The final time they're going to go out on the road, they're so popular. Boy, there's just, I'm so glad I got to see him. I really am. So I'm at Caesars a couple of years ago as he was wrapping up his Red Piano Tour, is what they called it, his residency. He was at Caesars for years. Wow. Um, 
who took his place? Another oh Aerosmith, I think. Oh, okay, my parents went to that one. And I think that's they what, enjoyed it. Did they go? To, was it at Caesars? Do you know? I don't remember where it was. I just remember they went to Aerosmith. Uh, we'll take a time out. Come back and finish the program. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on fourteen sixty KXNO, and now on one hundred six point three FM. Miller and Condon, about quarter before the hour of noon. We take you up until that point on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. High school basketball tonight on the air at 8.30. What time will you go on the air? Probably about 8.15 or so as we uh, work through the logistics of this evening. Norwalk in action before in the 3A title tilt at 6.30. They were losing at one point yesterday. They were down at the half to the Ballard Bombers, who were giving them a run. They had beat Ballard earlier in the season, I think the first game by like 30. Yeesh. Ballard came out, played really well, but too much Bowen Bourne. He's going to be fun to watch at UNI next year. Yeah, that backcourt with him, A.J. Green, Burhau, it's going to be a very, very good MVC. wonder how many minutes mm. Bowen Bourne's going to get next year with that Panther squad. There's a topic. Well, next week. bring them, bring them on. Oh, we uh, bring, hey, well, they um, there, there's a lot of folks out there that want to see Selection Sunday. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Why? I would love that. I don't know. Just, well, it add content for us. We could run through the bracket then. Yeah, do a WNL. Right. We could film Crown our national champion. Yes, yes. Arguments yeah, I hope they do. Forth. You know what? I'm in all of a sudden. I thought, what a ridiculous <laughs> exercise this is. But Trent, you're 100% right. Well, and something that I brought up earlier with Tom Cakert about the bonuses, coaches would like that too, right? Because you were yeah, selected for the NCAA tournament. And most of them have that clause mm-hmm. in their contracts. Uh, so if they do get named official, have have we heard definitively one way or another whether they will do that? I I think the NCAA. I don't think it's just a non-starter for them. I just I don't know what the justification for them would be. Yeah. I saw a lot of players that really want yeah. to see that. I mean, I you guess. get your moment, you get to see, you get to get together with your team one final time, and at least. <laughs> Have the bracket show, but what ha- what what happens when they call your name? I mean, you celebrate because you got selected. You? Yes, you're you and I. You're on the bubble, and you get selected. Yes, and then what? And you got to look around at the room. And, uh. We'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see I you can, for workouts. You know what? For content wise, I'm with you there. But I thought uh, you know, kind of a futile exercise. It would, no doubt that it, it would be that. But for us, that would be a good thing. Yeah, because we're uh, I've scheduled on Tuesday. We're going to run through the entire Detroit Tigers schedule in WNL. That <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies, that's Wednesday. Lots of content coming. You know, here. Yeah, it's it's great. They, look, the NFL is the only thing that's that mm-hmm. is giving the sports world a pulse, and we will whatsoever. be doing plenty on that. Well, it's, I mean, free agency starts next week. Mm-hmm. The calendar year, the um, the tampering window opens on Monday. So there'll actually be some sports content, but you know our NFL guests and NFL guests that have been part of sports shows around North America. Quite frankly, you know how busy these guys are going to be. They're going to be in high demand. Oh, it's going to be everybody wanted to talk that, and we're going to be talking about the Bears, the Vikings, the Packers, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. And we're kind of, we're going to branch out. You know, we get that call from that guy up in Ankeny that's a Lions fan. No, that. How about the guy up in Ankeny that's a Broncos fan? Well, we know that guy, and you know what? This <laughs> yeah. is your opportunity to yeah. dive deep into it. We're going to do that, and, and we're going to. Another idea I had I think would be really fun, reliving great seasons for Iowa and Iowa State. I want to go back through, and not just a cursory glance of, 
Iowa 2002, the season that they had, but really dive into it. Maybe get a player from that team on and talk yeah, about that's a, a specific game. Going deeper inside these great seasons that we remember. Mm-hmm. The Elite Eight year for Iowa State mm-hmm. Hoops and getting somebody from that squad on and talking about the highs and the lows of the season. Not just the Michigan State game, not just what happened in the win against Kansas, but going deeper inside of that. I think that would be fun and a different way for us to still have that connection deep inside of sports, but do it in a different way. No, I think that's a good idea, Trent. I do. I think you're on to something there. That's uh, sadly what uh, what it's come to. How long will it last? I mean, how well, when will we have our next... Because we need normalcy. Even if yes. there's no fans in the building, mm-hmm. like, sports are important. Yeah. They're, not just to us. They're important to our fabric, our way of life. We need you know teams to be in arenas. No fans, precautions taken. When's the first time we see that? I really think it'll happen. May? No, I think it'll happen before that. I do. And I know Illinois, they handed down the edict that nothing, nothing until can, May. Nothing until no May. No fans until May. No fans until May. I think we will have live sporting events, though, still in April. It'll be late April. It'll be mm-hmm. on the back half of the, you know, in the 15 to 20. If I put it over under at April 23rd, no, if I put it at April 30th, I'd take the under. It'll be sooner than that. I'll put it that way. You I don't think, think May, what, what day is May 1st? Is it a Saturday? I don't even know. I think it's a Friday. Is that when the Oaks uh, was May supposed May 1st to be? is a Friday, yeah. yes. Yep, you're That's right. when the Kentucky Oaks mm-hmm. was supposed to be. That makes sense going into a weekend. Yeah. You get that week, get some games going. Again, probably initially, and we'll know so much more. As this becomes more prevalent, as we know more inside of our country, you look at what other countries have done. Now we're trying to learn from that and build from it. I saw today... There's a Chinese billionaire that uh, gave tens of thousands, I think, of kits to the United I saw States. That, yes, was it ten thousand, something like that, or maybe even yeah, more than that? I, I can't remember see the, the number. number, but I did see the te- the tweet. Yeah, that he's going mm-hmm. to be helping the United States out, and we're going to see more of that. There's going to be more philanthropy. People are going to be helping out. I believe in our medical system. I believe in our doctors. In fact, I was talking to one of my best friends who is a doctor. I tried to get him on the show. He goes, "Trying, I'm a little too busy." Yeah, right. Well, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But. Just talking about that, it's scary right now. Mm-hmm. I understand people being concerned. It's a great unknown. That's what it is. But maybe it's head in the sand. People could see, certainly point that I way I think there's me. a group of people out there that are head in the sand, Trent. I'll agree with you there. I understand the concern. I had the concern. I went to Hy-Vee yesterday afternoon. No, it's not a hoax. I mean, come on. We're talking about billion-dollar that. corporations that are shutting down their season for hoax. We, we got a call during a break. We did. Yeah. yeah. This is not a hoax. No. This is nothing political that is being put on people are politicizing it yes but that's not what this is i I have faith though that we're going to have this so what will major league baseball do with april will they make that october does the april schedule slide to october if they start in may no i think we're looking at they want to play 162 and i think that's i think it's crazy too yeah i think that's completely off the table i think that is silly buck 54 i was maybe even 140 i was like 140 i think is a realistic number there. How much lead time are they going to lead? I was trying to think of... Well, here's the when thing. When you had I, the strike? Yeah. That was a quick spring training. It was like two weeks, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't long. Because they, they, they were so They close. didn't start until April. Because the scab players were incredibly close mm-hmm, to playing mm-hmm. before they came to the deal. And they were playing, I want to say, two, three weeks mm-hmm. that they started playing. Well, isn't Major League Baseball keeping their guys at spring training? As of now, but I think that's going to end, too. Because they're it all, doesn't that set themselves up for litigation? Well, yeah, but they're they're all going through, and I guess they're doing all they can to um, 
clean, make make the locker rooms and everything yeah. safe, and they're not going to allow anybody. I, I don't know. Uh, there's, we'll get some answers in the weeks to come, and mm-hmm. um, we just you know we'll go from there. It's, yeah. There's nothing we can do. We'll talk about probably the latest. I'm sure about what's happening inside that part of the world and the sports world mm-hmm. connected. We'll go back. We'll tell. Will stories. we see a casino shut down in Vegas in the next week? Yeah, I think so. Too. After I saw Disney yesterday and. For a while, it looked like they were not. That mm-hmm. was not going to happen either, and that finally happened. I think that's going to be the natural progression. That's going to happen. And remember, here in our state, we don't have the confirmed cases that they do well, in many no others. Tests yes. <laughs> have to have the test to be right. able to get those confirmed cases. The way that goes out. Wasn't it crazy though that the Utah Jazz suddenly got their tests in a snap long. of a finger and they get the results very quickly too? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that, that is interesting, no doubt about that. Well, uh, we will um, persevere and get through this, and we, will. we hope that you guys will and ladies will continue to tune in and we'll have fun. We yeah, really absolutely. will. Absolutely, I, I think I'm on to something with getting Petey in here doing a uh, uh, fishing show yes. a half an hour a week on fishing, and because who does? Well, you don't. <laughs> But like to I'd talk a little because that's when I don't think will be interrupted by the coronavirus, right? right. I yeah. can't see that uh, that coming to a grinding halt. Got a highlight for you as we From go where? to the Class Three A consolation matchup. It's the third place game, Clear Creek Amana with the guy that you know, TJ Bowlers, the fine football yes. recruit. Yeah. His squad taking on the aforementioned Ballard Bombers. We go to overtime late in the game. Here's the call from the Iowa High School Athletic Network. Directing traffic, 12 seconds. Uses a bowler screen. Flips it to the wing. O'Connor has it into the corner. Pump fake Schrepper. 4-3 from the corner. Got it! Hits the three with two seconds remaining. And I heard a crowd. Yes, there's... 80 people in there or something like well, that? Well, didn't Chris Conley say each team gets 100? Here's the funny part about and that. And how, how do you divvy those up? Well, and uh, I talked to somebody that knows a lot of parents. Uh-huh. There was already some grandparents. Well, grandparents probably don't make the cut. Brothers, sisters? It was 100, including players, coaches, administrators. So you're talking about 15 Whoa. players, five coaches. You're down to 80. Yeah. Throw Pr- principles going. There's another five to, five to ten. Five to ten. So yeah. seventy. That's fifteen. The players get to have their parents, and that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're talking about, you know, my grandpa's come to every game. He has never missed, missed a game. A game in person. Right. State championship. Sorry, wow. I can't go to watch wow. it. Well, you know, we go back to what what the, the circumstances we thought we were going to be playing all these conference tournaments in. Right. Mm-hmm. The athletic directors were going to get 125. Passes to the games, right? And who are they going to give them to? I mean, if you know, because you absolutely, <laughs> I know, it's whoever's writing the biggest check. Uh-huh. Once the families are taken care of, yep. But you're going to find out very quickly where you would have ranked in the pecking order. I think they caught a huge break. I worked there with you, right? Because they didn't have to break some hearts and tell some people, "Now oh, this guy gives us more than you. We like you and we appreciate you, but yeah, you know, until you step it up a little bit." Well, we know you came on in your private jet, but your private jet's not nearly as nice as his private jet, <laughs> right? You're going to be watching from the sidelines. Yeah, that was uh, that was something I'm guessing nobody wanted to deal with. Well, uh, Murph and Andy, they'll be in to talk sports and more. Well, a lot of and more, I'm guessing, with them. Uh, from At 2 o'clock here today, from 2 until 4, then the Fanatics slide in at 4 o'clock. You'll be on the air at 8.15. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game, we want you to listen to it, but you can also watch it. Um, if you can't be in front of your radio... Waukee versus Ankeny, all CIML for the title tonight here on K. Who are you working with? 
Uh, I will have John Lamb with me again with Handle University. Been fun calling the games. High-energy guy. He's a lot of fun to do hoops with, and he knows a lot of people around there. He's always shaking hands. Have plenty. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Fist bumps. Um, have plenty of uh, highlights for Monday, would you oh, please? I will. We'll cut this thing up big. Blow it out on Monday. Uh, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.